everybody! It's the BS Podcast Network! Coming to you from the 15th floor of Alani Disney Resort and Spa in Koalina, Hawaii. With the sounds of the Aloyo Room from below, you're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast with your hosts, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. Enjoy. Mahalo. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the The Magic Magic Our Our Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante Sun, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicOurWay.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. And with us today, we have... Excelsior! You know, 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 you know. I have You know, the story's all about the glory. It is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Good. Well, you push that play button, you got to know how we creative butts are about to flow. How y'all doing? You know, you know. Top of the morning to you. Oh, yeah. It's good afternoon. How you doing? Top of the afternoon to you. How your peoples doing? Happy St. Patty's Day. Oh, yeah. Look at the Irish. How they doing? Look at the Eli. Yeah, I do it. I do it really good. How y'all doing? <laughs> so by it, you mean Fine. the luck is what you do. You, you do the luck good. I, I do live by a lot of luck. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and the Irish. I am partially Irish on my mama's daddy's side. So there you go. You really? Know. I don't know. Oh. I just went with the flow. I was, I was about to be like, damn, look at you. You're multicultural. I probably am. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know, I could. I could do a little river dancing every night <laughs> if I have to. Oh, well, I mean, you could do the bird, apparently. So, I mean, you're not that far from a river dance. <laughs> every bird's got to land by the river to drink some water. There you go. Got to get Eat a some food, get that fish. Got to get a little water. A little water. Yeah, a little bit. And also on the show, we have... Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Hey, must be the money. Money, money, money. Show me the money. It's our very own Gandalf the Not-So-Wise. It is Lee Lastavica from Magical Moments Vacations. How you doing, Lee? <laughs> oh, very good, very good. And a happy Batu to you. Uh, ready to get this thing started, man. This is going to be an exciting show. Happy Batu to you. Happy Batu to you. Happy Batu to you, Lee. Happy Batu to you. And your mama, too. Oh, oh yeah, okay. You can include your mama. Wow, that. That's cool. like I'm sitting at a Shoney's right now. <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy birthday. Batu, Batu, Batu on your face today. There you go. Naked chest. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody put a candle on that cupcake. Snoogans, that's right. Well, God, we got a freaking awesome show today because we are talking about one of my favorite subjects. Disney. 
Yes, Disney. <laughs> yes. Do we talk about Disney? It's on so show? rare that we get to talk about Disney. I on this know Disney I, podcast. You think we we're a really Disney are. podcast? Yeah. <laughs> but even more specifically, something that they bought a while back: the rights to Star Wars Enterprise. 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 And They'll Star pick Wars you up. License. <laughs> <laughs> and I just up. pissed off a lot of fans, <laughs> Star Trek and Star Wars fans out there. Guys, he's a big fan. He knows <laughs> yes. all about Luke Skywalker yes. and his battle against John Luke yes. Picard. There you go. Yes. And Indiana Solo. You know, <laughs> lithium crystal lightsabers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Cyborgs and the, yeah. The Borg. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, guys, we're talking about Star Wars, man. And if you're any kind of Disney fan, you know this is the big buzzword floating around the Disney universe, man. Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, and Disneyland and Walt Disney World, a lot of announcements have been made, including the opening dates, which you probably know by heart by now if you're planning any kind of a vacation uh, uh, within the coming months. So we are going to talk about, well, Danny, do you want to uh, kind of summarize a little bit what we're going to be getting into? Oh, we're going to get into everything, everything there is to know. I can't imagine there's much more that's going to be announced before they open. We're going to get into... We're talking about the rides? All the various... Well, yeah, first yeah. and foremost, though, all the various news and tidbits mm -hmm. that you're going to have to know about when you're trying to make your... Because uh, you're going to need a reservation if you're going to go see Galaxy's Edge over in Disneyland next couple of months. Ah, speaking of reservations, that reminds me of food. Is there going to be food at uh, Galaxy's Edge? There's going to be food. There's going to be attractions. There's going to be lots of shopping. We're going to go into everything that you're going to find there. It's kind of, you know what? In a way, spoilers. 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 Yes. <laughs> if, if you have been avoiding this because you just want to step in there and see what it looks like for the first time. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about everything that's in there. So if you don't want to know what's in there, yeah, maybe you want to wait. Well, hit the pause button to some parts that you might like and don't know about yet. You well, know, listen to the news items because this is all public. But I mean, yeah, when we get into the attractions and we start saying uh, what the queue is going to be like, what the ride experience is going to be like, what, what the shops are going to be named, what they're going to serve at the restaurants, you might not want to listen to all that. Yeah. So if you don't want those details, maybe hit pause and listen to one of our other fine episodes. We have about 261 of them before this one. Only about 12 are fine, though. Yeah. Yes, only about 12 are fine. The other ones are damn fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're <Yeah>. foin. <laughs> With a U. Foin. Foin. But yes, guys, uh, definitely check this out. There may be some information in there for those wanting to go visit that you might want to definitely pay attention to because you may, even if you go, you may or may not be able to get in if you don't, you know, keep in mind these particular issues that are going in, like reservations to get into land and whatnot. So we'll get into all those different kind of details coming up. So Mohicans, ladies and gentlemen, enough of my jibber jabber. Let's go visit a galaxy far, far away. Here we are on the hub, and today, it's a big hub. Very Healthy. gargantuan, ga galaxy-sized hub. Yes. Yes. We are talking about Galaxy's Edge, but don't leave the edge of the hub. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't even make sense. But no, this is going to be a big one, man. We're talking about Star Wars. All the Star Wars news has come out as of late, as I said in the beginning. If you're any kind of Disney uh, fan, period, uh, you know that this has been the news that's been bouncing around the Disney fan universe for the past two weeks, three weeks or so, and will continue bouncing around the universe for months to come until all these things get up and running. Yes. Uh, most important thing that happened, and this happened to uh, take place while I was down there, is the opening dates for each of the galaxy's edges, edges, edge, edge areas in uh, West Coast and East Coast. Yeah, edge areas work better. Edge yeah. areas, yeah. So, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland Resort has been announced to open officially on May 31st, 2019. 
Uh, initially, it was supposed to open on June 2019, but May 31st, close enough. Yeah. Right. So that's exciting. <laughs> Moved it up by a day. Moved it. Yes. <laughs> right on the edge. Right on the edge. They could say, hey, we opened in May. We're a month ahead. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, Iger right there is like, if I open up a day early times 5,000 guests every five minutes times X amount of, you know, Mickey bars, how much extra money will I make? You extrapolate, huh? Right. Yeah. Right. right. I, I was thinking more. It's like them advertising. Hey, come to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disneyland Resort opening in May. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Stopping yeah. right there. That's like, yeah, that's like, it's not $10. It's $9.99. Right. Yeah. I was just about to say like, no, that video game's at $99.99. Save you that extra yeah, day. Only $99.99. Yeah. Uh, so we got that happening at Disneyland Resort. So it will be open by the time we get over there. So we're definitely excited. And hopefully we'll get in and check that out. Absolutely. And on our side of the country, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios or whatever it's going to be named by then. Who knows? It could change. At the Walt Disney World Resort will officially open on August 29th, 2019, a little bit later in the year. So those two dates were announced about a few weeks ago, beginning of March um, and oddly enough, while I was in the parks, I happened to be Walt Disney World that week. Um, I didn't know about it until I looked on social media. That was happening. There was like no signage, no nothing that stated, hey, we're opening. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be at the Hollywood Studios when all that announcements happened to go down. And I was like, really? I'm pretty this- sure that no one in the Hollywood Studios that works there knew that this was going to happen either way. I think it was a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, well, you know, I asked a cast member about it because I saw the the social media link uh, or the post and I was like, hey, do you know anything about the opening date that they just announced? He's like, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like in the summer 2019 stuff, whatever. Very vague. Mm -hmm. That was about it. They didn't really get any specific. And then some, I heard, I was standing in line. I heard somebody say, yeah, they said that Disneyland's supposed to open in May, Star Wars uh, and Disney World's supposed to open in August, da, 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 whatever else. That's what I always heard was August. Yeah. Yeah, so then that's, uh, yeah, but uh, you wouldn't know it in the parks. <laughs> you know, they didn't really <laughs> wow. post it, which, which is odd. I thought they'd be splattering it all over the places. Hey, hey, now that you're here, come back in two months. <laughs> come visit. But like anyway. Well, they're probably just trying to direct you more towards the new Toy Story Land area. So that way you forget about the fact that the main reason to visit this park is not yet up and running. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard not to notice that the, the construction's right there. Because <laughs> uh, if you have been, you know, uh, I'll talk about this on my trip report. Uh, but when you go to Slinky Dog Coaster, it, the, 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 the walkway to get to the ride queue goes up. Mm. And you can look over things in Toy Story Land. Mm-hmm. And what Toy Story Land is right next to is Star Wars Land. Ah. So there's all kind of stuff right behind it. I, I took some pictures from afar. Uh, that you could tell where the construction is. It's like, oh, there's Star Wars there. Wow, I can actually kind of see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to turn around and go back out the entrance of Toy Story Land because I cannot connect through anymore because <laughs> it's all <laughs> in the construction. But yeah, no, I mean, you could tell something's going down. It's pretty cool. But anyway, I digress. But that probably one of the biggest news is the official opening date of the Galaxy Galaxy's Edge areas. Okay. I think that's what we determined as the plural. <laughs> see, I don't even think that's the biggest news. Probably not. I don't think so because, I mean, again, I already expected that they were going to open Disneyland in June. I already expected that August was going to be when you got it at Hollywood Studios. I think the next biggest piece of news 
is the biggest piece of news. <laughs> oh. So when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens in Disneyland on May 31st, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to be able to do. Yeah? You're going to be able to live your own Star Wars story. Oh, thank God. You're going right. to be able to sample amazing galactic food and beverages. Yes! Mm. You'll be able to explore an intriguing collection of merchant shops. Oh, good. And you'll be able to take controls on the most famous ship in the galaxy, the Millennium Falcon. Awesome! That's what I'm kind of But the for. one thing you won't be able to do... Won't do? On there's, there's a won't do. There's a won't do. I thought there was like a fifth option to this. You, no! So you tell me that there's like... Something missing? Nope. Four options. There's no Four e. options. A, B, C, or D. No E. No E. No E. You will not be able to experience Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. What? Guess we'll have to wait until phase two. Yet to be announced. <laughs> <laughs> phase two. Uh, sometime later this year, it's coming. Uh, that is when you'll be able to ride Rise of the Resistance, which just so happens to be only the most ambitious immersive and advanced attraction disney has ever imagined yeah they put yeah. a lot of hype on that one from the imagineers which i was kind of curious to see how that one was going to look so now i gotta wait what two years for phase two what well hmm. apparently it's going to happen at some point in time this year now whether or not when disney world opens both rides open simultaneously i have not heard anything announced to the contrary or confirming that you wouldn't in fact be able to ride both attractions i would think in Disney World, you would be able to do that. So hopefully, it would be online to open in Disneyland right around that August time frame. Because I'm going to be sorely disappointed if we get there and Rise of the Resistance is not operational. That is what I want to see. That's my whole, I don't know if you want to say, issue with this. Is that this, Walt Disney World, everything we've heard you know over the past year has been this you know winter 2019 winter 2019 winter 2019 so you know it, it stands to reason that by winter of 2019 everything would be open in walt disney world all mm -hmm. the attractions all the you know food shops whatever you know so when they pushed it up to august 29th i understand that maybe rise of the resistance won't be finished for the august 29th opening date because that is you know several months before disney was originally talking about everything we'd always heard was winter so when people were calling us to book vacations like we're like well winter so could be november could be december you know uh but if you go in december you got a pretty good chance of you know of seeing star wars um and people like myself booked maybe vacations to avoid that grand opening and uh, lo and behold, guess what date I have a trip booked for for Walt Disney World? August 29th. So I kind of threw my plans off a little bit. Like I was really kind of trying to avoid the madness. And now I'm going to be smack dab in the middle of the madness. So join us on um, August 29th with our in the field reporter, <laughs> Lee Lastavica, yeah. live at live. the opening live of Galaxy's Edge in Disney World. Live. Live um, at the back of the line. Just, to, uh, sit at the bed, just to let you guys know, Lee will be hosting a meet and greet uh, yes. all four hours of the line <laughs> to yeah. Galaxy's Edge. We're so play Uno. We're gonna play. You're gonna play. Uh, get a Monopoly game yeah. going, and then you, know, you, you don't even have to uh, schedule a time. You just walk up because guaranteed he'll still be in that line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His beer's gonna be longer by the time he gets <laughs> to the ride. Stuff. Bring yeah, a yeah. gonna be, It's gonna be like reminiscent of the people who used to camp out waiting for the movie to open. <laughs> right. They got long chairs. Exactly. So what I don't understand is why is Rise of the Resistance not opening up in Disneyland on time? Because that means it's 
it's not on time. You know what I mean? Like Walt Disney World, I understand they pushed it up. So it's like, okay, well, we'll push it up to, for whatever reason, I can make more money. Um, but that's probably it. You know, what, what's the deal with Disneyland? I mean, they already had this set for a certain date. I mean, other than I guess they're just running behind. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm sure there's some method to the madness, but they could be running just, behind, like you just said. It could yeah. be an evil genius plan of okay, people are going to be so star for Star Wars that as soon as it opens, they're going to flock here. And yeah. now we just gave him a reason to come back. I mean, everyone knows when the first movie hits well, what do you do? You have a sequel. That's true. <laughs> yeah. exactly. exactly. So that could yeah, be so. the game plan. It, it, I think it's a business I'll, thing. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, and we're probably the worst consumers. You know, mm-hmm. the Disney right. fans are the worst consumers. Because, like, you know, if you, if, if, if you think about it, if everything's not fully ready, ready to go, we shouldn't invest into it until it's ready to go. I agree. But yeah, we're, we, being Disney fans, if something new is going to open they're going to go, <laughs> you know, right. well, because you go to the park all the time. It's like, really something new. Finally, something exactly. New? It's yeah. not like they yeah. update that often. Right. And so yeah. especially this kind of a significant update, they're going to make double right. money, money, money. Yeah. I think that's it. Well, here's the thing though. It's like, as soon as this was announced, everybody and their grandma started posting on social media, contact me, you know, rooms are going to sell out. You know, you need to get this going. Call me now. We're going to, you know, we'll get you booked up for star Wars. Not one phone call, not one email. Nobody has contacted me to book, uh, you know, an August or September, October vacation because of the early opening. So maybe that's going to change, um, and people are going to, you know, start thinking about it harder. But I'm just really surprised that with as much hype as there is, and I'm not the only one. I mean, a lot of our most of our agents are saying the same thing. It's like there's no, there's the needle hasn't moved. So it'll be interesting to see how this pays off for them, and at least in Walt Disney World. Well, but I mean, now August 29th, the kids are back in school. I mean, it's yeah, they not just a, started. Yeah, yeah, it's not a convenient. Yeah, that's uh, was it Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, whichever. Yeah. August 29th. So if yeah. you could get away with it, I mean, the more we talk about, it, the more I'm thinking, yeah, maybe 2020, late 2019, you might see Rise of the Resistance finally open when they when they start getting a break where they can get the kids back in because you kind of get get the hardcore people to come in, check out Millennium Falcon, and then bring them all back for Rise of the Resistance. I wouldn't be surprised. I would certainly hope that it would be open by their original, you know, winter 2019 date, but it doesn't sound very hopeful that that's going to be the case. Lee, winter's a long time. (laughs) Winter's like from what? November to what? March? Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Well, March is spring, but... Technically, we're still in winter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ah, boy. Ides of March. That is true. That is true. So, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't want to be in the middle of it, but I'm not going to change my trip either. I'm going to, you know, just kind of roll with it and and deal with it. So that's it, right. Be fun. But hey, this might be the best time to go. So many people might be avoiding it that you'd be yeah, the first one be. to talk about. Right. It. Well, Lee, look it up. If I wanted to book a vacation right now for any one of those times, what would it cost, and like, where could I stay? Okay. Like, since well, nobody's really booking. Yeah, while, while, while we talk. <laughs> All right, well, let's move forward while yeah. we're just looking up that information. Yeah, put it yeah, in we'll there. Move when, forward. Do, when do you want to go, Kevin? Just give me a, a roundabout date. He, he's going when you're going. He's going open and weekend. Yes. Okay, there oh, you okay, go. Cool. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with All you. All right. All right. So, now, in the meantime. All right, cool. Good yeah, we're going to talk okay. about this next thing, which I kind of hinted up over the beginning about reservations and stuff. Yes. Yes. So, anyway, got uh, people that are going to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over at Disneyland. Uh, between May 31st and June 23rd, 2019, which is way before we get there, mm-hmm. we'll be required to make a no-cost reservation, which, of course, is subject to availability, to access this land. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been no information given about how to uh, achieve this reservation. 
Um, Disneyland.com will have that information supposedly at a later date, yes. preferably before May 31st. You would, <laughs> right? you would hope. You would hope. <laughs> wow. Um, but here's what you got. Here's what we do know. Well, of course, theme park admissions required. They're yes. not going to give that to you. But if you're staying at any one of the three Disneyland Resort hotels, during those dates, you'll receive a designated reservation to access Star Wars Galaxy's Edge during, during your stay. It'll only be one time for every registered guest. Okay. No reservation is required to experience Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Walt Disney World on August 29th. However, the capacity will be limited. And it'll be open for extra magic hours, so guests staying at select Walt Disney Resorts can also enjoy those select attractions. So it'll be part of that little feature if you're staying on property. So that's the difference versus the Disneyland Resort guest versus the Walt Disney World Resort guest. And that's the evil genius of this. I mean, so yeah, if you're, you can't make reservations to go now. You, I mean, you you don't know unless you're staying at a hotel. You have no idea whether or not you're going to be able to get in. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's messed up. It, it really, it's, it's the evil genius of it. Like, okay, let's make sure our hotels are all booked up for all the people who want to sample it. Because, yeah, you can go ahead and try and make a reservation, but we can't guarantee you're going to get in all five days of your vacation, all three days, just maybe one day, maybe no days. I mean, so that's, again, it, it puts an emphasis on you. Booking to stay at a Disney hotel. Yeah, kick in a few more bucks into your vacation and get a hotel with us, and we'll guarantee you at least getting able to see it once. We'll try to see what we could do for at you. least once. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that's going to work. Like, Disney's going to say, "Hey, you have a reservation for Wednesday." It's not. I don't think you'll be able to even pick what day you want. I would imagine. I would hope like every, for every day that you're registered at a hotel, you get an you access. Get the, yeah, you get that option. Uh, okay, see, that's not the way I read it. I read that you get one. You know, whatever. At Disneyland, I think I read it to say, yeah, once during your visit. That's it. Okay. Right. See, I didn't read it like that, yeah. but I mean, I would. I mean, it's po- either me. one's possible. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. It, yeah. Yeah. You, you can't tell me how to spend my time over there. You can't mm-hmm. tell me. I mean, well, it, you can go to the park. You just can't get into the Star Wars area. Yeah, but no. But I would think they would be a little bit more specific about that. That hey, if you're a guest staying at one of our Walt Disney, um, one of our Disneyland hotels. You get one free access, but you're going to have to make reservations. They're telling you don't yeah. make reservations if you stay here. Mm-hmm. So if they're telling you that, that to me means you're getting in every day. Okay. If, if, if they were to say, okay, you get one free day to go in, but if you want to see it all three days, you better make a reservation, then that's what would make me think that it, it wouldn't be factored in like that. I hmm. guess yeah. we're going to wait for reservation phase two. To come <laughs> see how that works out. That's so, crazy. Hey, if you guys want to just listen to this real quick i checked all that week so arriving august 29th through september 4th um there were no sure there were no resorts that were showing sold out and just to be double super careful i actually clicked on a resort reserved it for a value a moderate and a deluxe resort everything showed availability for august 29th through september 4th nothing is sold out at this point interesting it is. Mm-hmm. It, it is very interesting. Do you think maybe they've overestimated this? Yeah, you think people would be clamoring uh, for it, but at the same time, it makes sense. Like, wait a minute. Do I really want to go now or do I want to wait till it's fully, you know, operate? It's That's a it fully exactly. operational Death Star. Let, let, them, <laughs> let them work out all the kinks. Let them get everything yeah. online. There's no fast passes. We haven't even gotten to that yet, but I mean, there are going to be no fast passes made available for this. 
So mm-hmm. don't go rush to see it unless you and your kids are good with waiting in line for over an hour. Well, I would think more like two or three hours. I mean, uh, Flights of Passage was is, is still two hours. I would know? say waiting in line two to three hours, except for the fact that, like you just said, Lee, there's no problem getting a reservation. Like, no one's booking yeah. right now. Yeah, it is. It's just the craziest thing. I mean, it defies logic. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I don't know about I mean, logic none completely. Of none of it makes sense to me. Some of it makes sense to me. Well, I mean, but as a travel agent, you want to be able to say to your customers like, hey, yeah, this is a good time to go or this isn't a good time to go. Or I would, you know, if you're trying to get to see Star Wars, yes. Or if you're trying to avoid it, yes. I mean, it, it's a real, uh, it's really all up in the air right now. We, the, good, the only good thing for me is that we're going to have gone two weeks before to Disneyland before I get to Disney World. So at least have some expectation on what, you know, what it's going to be like. Yeah, you'll be bi-coastal. Yeah, well, you know, by generator. What is it called? No, non non binary. Curious, <laughs> non binary. <laughs> yeah, non binary. What? Yeah. By Amherst. <laughs> but you mentioned something about the fast pass, Danny. Yeah, you can't make fast pass reservations. This is not going to be available to make fast pass uh, uh, reservations. Not for a grand opening. I would I would imagine eventually they will. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they haven't given you any indication as to when that would be. I'm yeah, wondering if they're going to use a similar system to regulate the reservations and, during that period. And not only that, so, okay, so exactly what it would say is Disney Fast Pass service, including both Disney Max Pass at Disneyland and Disney Fast Pass Plus at Disney Hollywood Studios, will initially not be offered from Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run for an undisclosed period. Now, in addition to that, rumor is that Disney is heavily considering selling fast passes to skip the lines for galaxy's edge attractions reportedly this would not replace the option of obtaining free fast passes through existing means however it will be easier to do so as management has reportedly already uh set aside a significant portion of fast passes for monetization oh how nice of them yes that's not going to change the size of the lines though i mean we talked about that like episodes back be with that many people that want to see this it's not going to matter if you have a fast pass or not. You're still going to be waiting for a good amount of time. But how? There again, we we get keep coming back to this point. How many people are chomping at the bit to see this right now? Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, don't get me wrong. I think that it, I, there are going to be a lot of people there, but I can't sit here and say that people are actually making a point to book during this period because they want to be there for opening day and they don't care that it's going to take them a while to work out the kinks. They don't care that it's, you know, no fast passes are going to be available. They don't care that only one attraction is going to be in operation. No, people care. And maybe that's it. Maybe Disney overestimated how ardent of, of fans would be when it comes to the fact that you have priced a Disney vacation so high that we can only afford one a year. So a <laughs> we're going to wait to yeah. go when everything is up and running and there are no kinks and we can get fast passes and we can see all everything there is to see. That's true. And it's consistency. Well, I can tell you, that's true. I can tell you without a doubt that this, this Star Wars land opening has a put a hurt on Disney for the summer bookings. They have been throwing every discount at us. They have free dining in the summer. That never happens. Yeah. I've been getting emails left and right. You're right. Yeah. So they are really hurting for summertime business and summertime's already relatively slow. I mean, as slow as Disney can be, it's not September slow, but you know, of the peak seasons, it's the slowest because most people would rather not go when it's 110 degrees outside. In you know in Florida on concrete, so it's already a relatively slow peak season. And now add to this, people going, oh, you know, I'll, I'll wait till 2020, or I'll go, you know, in the winter when it's supposed to open. So, I, I 
I think this is going to be not as uh, a big a deal as they think it is. Yeah. Uh, jury's still out. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the show at magicroy.com. That's our email address. I'm curious to know why you haven't jumped on. Yeah, why haven't you called me? Yeah, why haven't you called me for vacation? That's the real question. Why haven't you called Lee? Why haven't you called Lee? Why aren't your fingers running that light speed you trying to call Lee? He is waiting at the phone anxiously. (laughs) He won't leave the house. It's going to ring. It's going to ring. (laughs) Dedicate one parsec of your life to do that. Every time this phone rings, he's like, hello. Is it me you're looking for? Is it Lee you're looking for? I want Is to it Galaxy's Edge you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, like, how much you think they're going to charge for these fast passes? This will be the first time they're going to charge for fast passes. Or, better question, what would you pay for that? $75. Ooh. Whoa, wait, whoa. $75. For like- unlimited access to. Oh. Um, whatever I want. Not just once. How many days? Yeah. How All, many? Every day I must stay. But how many days is that? Like 75? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I paid 75 for one day for unlimited access to the attraction. I probably would do that. That's not enough. Unless you're talking about like a three-day trip, maybe. Like, because Max Pass is like, what, 20 bucks a day? 20 bucks a day, yeah. And that only allows you, you know, it, yeah, actually you have the spacing in between there. But like, if you're paying for a Fast Pass, to me, that means... You don't have to wait for another hour or so for another yeah, one that's, to exp- that's what yeah, you can just walk in, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So- Universal has the same deck that like Elise alluded to that it has the exact same system. You can pay one price and have access to the attraction only once per day. Oh wow. Once for that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you pay extra, you can pay you can have a limited access to that attraction on that same day. So you don't have to like wait for another day or purchase another express pass, which I could see them doing. A lot of people are upset about this. I could care less. Yeah, you know what? It's speaking for, for myself, when we're going in, in to Disneyland in August, it's, I, for me, I think it's great. Star Wars Land is going to be open when we get there. Star Wars Land. Galaxy's Edge is going to be the open when we get there, but it's probably, you know, it's a, it's like a, a, an addition additional uh, bonus for me. Uh, I'm excited to see everything else yeah. in Disneyland, maybe because we don't get to go out there out as often. Maybe that's it. But even if it was at Walt Disney World, you know, I'm excited to see it, but I mean, there's so other things that I wanted to just check out as well. This is like, is not enough for me, like, like you know, when Epcot opened or Hollywood Studios opened or when Animal Kingdom opened, this is this is not enough for me to say, okay, I got to book a vacation to see this. You know, I'm, I want to see it, but I can wait too. And y'all have heard me on the show. I'm not going to wait two hours in a freaking line just to get on the track. <laughs> well, but and yeah. we're their target audience. We're the ones who grew up on the original movies that are dragging our kids out to see them. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's, it says something that we can't wait, that we see opening weekend. We'll see a movie, even if the last two or three or four sucked. We'll go see another Star Wars movie opening weekend. We won't wait. But something like this comes along and we're like, eh, <laughs> we'll wait and see. Let, let's see. Let's see how they handle things. Let's, yeah. see how, uh, let's see if they work out the kinks. It's a little bit easier to see the movie, too, because they actually come to us versus yeah, us that having to true. travel to them. And it is, it's, it's, and again, it's a money situation, I think. Right. I think when you can only afford to go to Disney really once a year, and I think that's where most families are, you want to pick the best time to go. One when the crowds are going to be down, one when everything is going to be more available to see. It's, it's tricky. But um, I love Max Pass. That's why I'm like, I don't really care if they start charging for Fast Passes because in my mind, they're already charging for Fast Passes. You know, if you stay in club level, you get to purchase extra 
fast passes. If you wanted to, you know, book one of the plaids, you're getting fast passes. They're already doing it. They're just doing it for the super rich who can get a large grouping of their family together. So what does it matter now if they start saying, okay, we're going to make it a little bit more affordable for everybody in the public to go ahead and buy these fast passes? Mm -hmm. It would be nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I would almost prefer it. It's like, okay, cool. Just let me know how much it is. I'll factor it into the cost of my vacation. Yeah. Uh, and done. Happy. Okay. I'll, you know, is it ideal? No, but this is where it's going. It's been going there for a while. Well, like you said, on top of just having to figure out how to put all that money together to go on a trip, because, you know, that's my favorite thing to do for a trip is to figure out how to scrape all the money together. I mean, it's also, I think, the expectation to go on this ride and it, it's you don't really see anything yet you only see like concept art and stuff like uh what was that they had like the that presentation on tv a long time ago when they was first talking about galaxy's edge and mm-hmm. it was like, oh they're gonna show us the you know like the ride it was like no here's the drawing and then like here's just some video game footage so <laughs> there's not that much build up or anticipation it's like in our heads first but we don't have that actual visual thing that's like all right that's what I got to cut a toe off for to go see right now. Like, they once they get that, I think you'll have a little more solidarity. So people, a lot of people waiting to see. All right, so we're gonna move on to talk a little bit about the backstory of Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. So basically, it goes like this: in the efforts to defeat the First Order, the Resistance has temporarily set up base on the planet of Batu, a remote frontier planet somewhere on the edge of the Outer Rim territory, somewhere on the edge. They don't know exactly, but they know it's somewhere on the edge. Living on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I read that, it makes me it makes me laugh a little bit because they know it's Batu. They know who's you know all this galaxy technology stuff, but they don't know exactly where it is. I guess they can't divulge the exact location, maybe for security purposes. I guess. Was, yeah, because then yeah. you know where the rebels were, right? This is true. Yeah. Okay, I'll give them. It's that. always safe on the outer rib, apparently. So you yeah, know, take the nobody ever it. goes out there. Right? There, there you go. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great that they named the planet after the great Endorian uh, poet and songwriter, Erica Batu. Batu, 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 Batu. Cool. Don't want nothing but a window seat. Don't know what nobody flying next to me on the outer rim. I hear you. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing, too, by the way. I'm glad you you caught that. (laughs) You beat me. No, I totally had it. You beat me to it. All right. So anyway, this place somewhere on the edge of the outer rim territories is home to the Black Spire Outpost. Uh, this was formerly a must-visit destination for refueling, food, and provisions. It's kind of like a Stuckies. Uh, but it has been... <laughs> oh, Bucky's? A Stuckies. Or a Bucky's. Could yeah, be a Bucky's or a Bucky's. No, Bucky's, Bucky's. Bucky's yeah. A Bucky Spire Outpost. Yeah. Yeah, the the right? old name was Bucky Spire Outpost. Yeah, yeah, that was the old name. Black Bucky Outpost? Black Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black Bucky Outpost. Go ahead, fuel your truck and your shit. Is that Blacksmith's cousin? Hey, man, what are you talking about? No, that's not my cousin, man. <laughs> you know, I ain't going to Outpost. I ain't time to do that, Blacksmith. That's, that's at the other family across the street. You're busy that, that building the back. That ain't, that ain't Blacksmith. I forget that Blacksmith lives in the, in, in the Magic Airway Studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Under the desk over there. He pops out every it now and then. Might be a yeah. cousin yeah. on somebody, mama, granddaddy, cousin side. You never know. Could I mean. be. But you know what? Uh, with the, the Bucky Spire outpost, um, you, it, Bucky I, Spire. <laughs> I say it's a formerly must visit destination because, of course, technology advances. They get hyperspace travel, and it's been somewhat forgotten because why stop there when you don't have to? So it's like the Radiator Springs. Yes. Of the outer rim? Yes, exactly. You know, why oh. stop there? We don't have to refuel anymore because hyperspace, pew, will get me there with less fuel. Huh. I don't have to refuel or anything else. Conservation. You know? Black Springs. Yes, yes. 
And if you're wondering why Black Spire Outpost, that's the actual name, not Bucky Spire Outpost. <laughs> that's a good name. But in case you're curious, the Black Spire Outpost was named for the giant black tree that towered it. Bam! Wow. That's what they used to call me back in the day. Black tree? Black tree. Giant black tree or just black tree? Well, depending on how old I was back then. <laughs> I was younger. It was that yeah, giant black tree, but you're getting older now. It's like, well, at least you got to live out there. So you're so. saying you don't know exactly how old you were, but you were somewhere back there. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, check out the outer rib of the black tree. Check, there you somewhere go. out on that area. Yeah. Out of the area. Get Not there. exactly. Not yeah, exactly. You were some, somewhat there. kind of an age and you were doing something. Yeah. I'm too old to remember right now. Yeah. But, but like, you know. know, maybe like after you die, we'll like, cut off a piece and count the rings. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. <laughs> We won't be trying to uh, explore that area of nature anytime soon. <laughs> There's a lot of rings here. Oh, Lord. Look me up when I'm 19. <laughs> Is this a stump? It's an oak. What are you talking about? We get the stump remover in here? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I got to hold myself right now just to check. I'm so nervous from that. I hope they had those black trees up there, those giant black trees at the Black Spire. I'm sure Apple. they have to, right? Oh, well, the concept sure. art, whatnot. They got to stick to that at least. Black trees. I want to see Blacksmith. Black trees of fine mahogany. <laughs> All <Everywhere>. mahogany. <laughs> there you go. Lando gonna be up there chilling and everything. Like that. Oh, man. I'm more of an oak man myself. Yeah. <laughs> little Diana Ross up there and stuff. Lady Sings the Blues up there by Black Spire Puss. Okay, go ahead. I have bookcases made of fine mahogany. Okay. <laughs> I have bookcases made out of giant blacksmiths. I mean, black trees. Sorry. Oh, no. Whoa. Oh, no. Don't do it to blacks. Oh, no. I meant trees, not smiths. Sorry. You almost you Accident. almost hurt me a second. I got worried for you know five characters for a second. Man, send your complaints to Kevin at magicarway.com. It's catching the vapors on that one. Ooh. All right. All right, so that's the backstory, guys. All right. That's yeah. the backstory. That's the backstory. Exciting? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I have a little bit more of an understanding than I did before. I didn't realize that Black Spire Outpost was the Radiator Springs of the galaxy. Of the galaxy, yeah. 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 So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like to put some thought into it. And just so you know, guys, yeah. Th- so a lot of this information you might already know. Now, we're going to come to some stuff that really was announced kind of recently, but I mean, uh, we're going to get into the attractions now. All right. And we're going to be talking about the Millennium Falcon. We're going to be talking about Rise of the Resistance. And yes, some of the stuff you might already know, but I guarantee you there's going to be some new stuff in here that, well, chances are if you followed all this stuff online, you know that too. Right. But (laughs) it's not something we've talked about before. I can tell you that. So the Millennium Falcon, that's the first thing that's going to be open to us, right? The Millennium Falcon will be the first. Smugglers Run. Yes. All right. So speaking of which, the first attraction that you're going to get is Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. And this is the only attraction that you are guaranteed to see. This is the only attraction featuring Don Henley. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you have the Smugglers Blues. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't get that at first. But when you said that, oh, come on, man. I just let that go. Don Henley. I was like, Don Cornelius who? What? Thank, thank God I watched Miami Vice growing yeah. up. <laughs> that one almost went over my head, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we right. got you, though. We got you. All Show right. Show Who knows that reference? <laughs> <laughs> so, on this attraction, this is the one where guests will be able to climb into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, acting in one of three roles. You're either going to be the pilot... Or one of two pilots. There's six in total. There's two of each, right? Two pilots. You can be two flight engineers or you can be two gunners. So Kind of like Mission Space. Yes. You got roles, right? Okay. Yes. Or like an ogre where they have layers. Like an onion has layers. layers. How about parfaits? Oh, Everybody loves a parfait. Oh, a little parfait. Not everybody would say, I don't like a parfait. (laughs) 
You know, it's funny at work. Every time we have breakfast served for whatever meetings or trainings we have, you know what the first thing I get is? What? There's always a parfait. There's always a parfait. <laughs> <laughs> and damn it, if I don't get the parfait. But anyway, I digress. Sorry. Yes. All right. no, we so can. we got roles. We got roles. We got pilots. We got engineers. We got gunners. Roles, pilots, parfaits. I want to be an engineer and I want to do every Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek? <laughs> Star Trek? That's a good one. Star Trek. Oh yeah, Scotty reference. <laughs> if you can, if you can shake that thing, you can start there twerk. There you go. You have black spot outpost, baby. It's all good in here. We won't tell nobody what you're twerking mm-hmm. about. I'll yell out Scotty lines and twerk at the same time. Oh, <laughs> like they say, he catch the wall, catch the gravity. You well, know you know. You say that, but when Eli said something about doing the bird, we got that on video, and it was on Magic Our Way's uh, YouTube page. If if you don't mind demonstrating, Eli, do you have your phone running? Oh, twerking? <laughs> well, give me a wig. I gotta, re- get it I gotta research how to twerk. Okay, <laughs> just go ahead and do what you do naturally. That's I don't, all. I don't have enough of a butt for twerking. Hit man. that wall, Kevin. Hit that wall. No, you go. <laughs> I don't even know what to. I don't we even gonna know do what that no means. space twerking. Not Nobody's right now. Let me, let, me, let me research to how to twerk, and then, uh, and then I'll, I'll do some, like, Scotty twerking. He's right, got to get his butt in shape. Get Maybe some, some butt implants. Get some crystals I got to get a butt period. You got to get a butt period? I got to get a butt, butt period. Yeah, oh, sh- everybody hey. donate whatever you can. Yeah. There are some people born without butts. That's all right. You got a little butt left. <laughs> you work, right. your work ain't, ain't all the butt up left. Ain't nobody chewed it up yet. You all right. So you would rather be the flight engineer out of the three positions for this ship. Just so I can yell out Scotty references. <laughs> she can't take much more, Captain. I'm giving her all she got. Uh, I, I got a, I got a, I, I got a guess that everyone's going to be fighting over the gunner position. Like, I, I would think that's going to be the most popular. I, I don't, yeah, I would want to be the gunner. I also got to imagine that they're not going to let you pick. It's just like, okay, you two pilots, you two engineer, you two gunner. Get oh, yeah, you'd be fighting in line. Nobody wants to be Mr. Pink, you know? All right. <laughs> well, no one wants to be the fight engineer. Like, oh, Kevin's the only one. It's like that line in, in Death of Smoochie. Whenever we play Cowboys and Indians, I was always the Chinese railroad worker. <laughs> <laughs> I just made it happen. <laughs> so, no, uh, yeah. If, okay, so Eli, what would you be? Pilot or gunner? I, I would be the gunner because I'm, I'm good with weaponry. But uh, on top of that, I don't think I would want the responsibility to pilot the ship. You're a good driver, though. You're a very good driver. I am. I'm a conservative driver. So you you are. Works. Yeah, we would not. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. get caught. There's no such thing as hyperspace. On, on yeah, your, I'd be taken no. by Eli, telling. take us to hyperspace. <laughs> Cost what money, man. <laughs> we only have so many fuel cells to get us there. What so you we got to conserve it. Look, I'm trying to swerve the asteroid. Eli, I can't dodge everything. They're on our ass, Eli. They're on our ass. You well, got to hit the hyperspeed, brother. Yeah, well, I can't do that yet. That's why we got a gutter. Now, <laughs> as a gutter, if you were like, hey, look. Cops are coming. It's a couple of Bam Bam on the Millennium Falcon, son. Time to be a man. Let's get to shooting. I can do that. I, you want to be the gunner? I would be the gunner. And Kevin, you're going to be the flight engineer. You're going to stick I'll be by flying. I'll, I'll go with the flight engineer. I'll Lee? Uh, I'm gunner. I mean, that the gunner is where it's at. <laughs> all right. Well, you, all the driving you did, I would figure you'd be the most qualified pilot. <laughs> Two best drivers don't want to drive. Yeah, that's exactly the thing. It's the most boring job. It's like, oh, turn left. Oh, turn right. Well, not attraction. I'm sure there's going to be monsters no. jumping out at you. Things to do. No, not the way Ray drove the Millennium Falcon. You remember that? Yeah, I mean, that's she, true. she freaking gunned that sucker. All right. Well, the, if we get a choice, then I'll be the pilot. Do you want to be the pilot? You just say that. I'd rather be the gunner because, like, really, like I'm a Han Solo fan. So, yeah. I mean, I obviously the idea of flying the Millennium, Millennium Falcon was great. But then when they went in the battle, what did Han do? Here, yeah, Leia, Chewie, you, I'm. I'm going to be a gunner. Yeah. So, yeah, I would probably prefer to be a gunner. Do you think it'll be in those like, moving chairs like it is in the movie? No. No. It no, because you're, you're seated right like one behind the other, one oh. behind, uh, three per side. 
That, yeah. uh, that's at least in the concept art I've seen. So I'm just going to be shooting photon torpedoes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where like, it, it just made sense like to be the gunner. That's why I think we all agree on that. Because like, here's the button and you see whatever. And then boom, there's an explosion. But if you're the pilot, like, how do they give you that uh, immersive experience to make you feel like you're swerving? Or they're just going to have the screen go side to side? Or like, you know, how is that? You know, control. Well, that's why I would want to be the pilot, like if given the choice in that situation, because it feels like the majority of the ride is catered towards me. <laughs> you know, whatever I'm seeing on the screen out there, I, I would I want to say like that's ninety percent for me. Like yeah. y'all are shooting at y'all, got to be looking at a separate screen or something. You have to. I would think. Yeah. You I know? mean, but you have to. I mean, I would guess that's the pilot. It's just my guess. I mean, it's not like I've been on the ride, but I would suppose there must be something that at least tells you as the pilot or maybe the engineer how many enemies you're fighting and where they're surrounded at. Because I, I, like, as the gunner, you're just like, hey, look here, look there. Like, I, I, like, I'm just wondering how the overall setup of that place would be. Well, I'm thinking as an engineer, I'll be in charge of the shields. I'll be in charge of power redistribution, right? All Making throughout. sure the place don't catch on you know? fire. So if I got to redirect the shields to the rear of all the enemies at the rear, I got to do that. I got to make sure you have enough power for the gunners. Yep. Yeah, but you're just fire. pushing buttons. Well, I mean, it's part of the story, though. Yeah, no, it's that, part of the story. That'll be my, that'll be my responsibility. Story, but it's like, oh, Kevin, it's your job. Okay, click. I just did it. Like, piloting, <laughs> you've got to actually, like, oh, my God, I got to react. Something just can't. Got to oh, swerve yeah, yeah, to yeah, left yeah, yeah. and the right. Yeah, and then absolutely. when you're gunning, you got to. Those tie fires, no, no fast. doubt. That's why I was thinking that like, Gunner would be really competitive if you actually got those moving chairs like you remember mm-hmm. in the movies. Yeah, no, that would be really cool. I mean, that would be people would be fighting over that one for sure. We'll right. flip a coin then to see who gets what position. You think as a pilot, you get to hold those three little things and go jump us into hyperspeed and have the thing like die? As long as I got my little <laughs> dice <laughs> hanging around. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> little no, I would like think as a flight figure. engineer, you're you're going to hyperspace. I, I should not. Be punching into hyper. No, but Han always, you know, he put his hand on those three things at the front and he yeah, push it forward true. and you always heard, pew, do, 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 Joey. <laughs> but it seems like I got enough to do. I mean, I could see that. Maybe the, the okay, so there's going to be two pilots. Maybe we well, yeah, have two pilots in charge yeah. of the, who knows? It could be. We'll see. We'll see how this all. Chewie, you said you fixed it. But anyway, <laughs> We're getting lost into the minutia of this. Yeah, sorry. All right, sorry, curious, sorry. That's one part of it I'm curious about. But yeah. that's the thing, you know, that's probably the, the fantasy about it is like we're thinking about this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, I wonder if it's going to be like this, like this, like this. Well, I'm trying to jazz myself up about it. So, you know, it's the only one that's going to be open when we go. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. And I'm not right. even really all that interested in riding it because I don't, I don't like simulators. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. So we'll, we'll get into more of the, that particular attraction as we hear about it. All right. So let's get into what is going on in Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So at this point in time in the Falcons' history, Han Solo is no longer with us. He has died. His oh. son dispatched him. It's a very sad turn of events. Oh. As a coast, uh, unless they correct it in Episode Nine, which they should actually they, they should look into that. I think. Uh, but <laughs> Chewie has partnered with the Weequay space pirate Hondo Onaka, yeah. a charming scoundrel from the Clone Wars and Rebels animated shows. Uh, and the reason that Chewie paired up with Hondo was to fund refurbishment of the Falcon while using it to run contraband throughout the galaxy. Now, if y'all don't know what the Weequay group of people are, and Eli, I believe this was in the document. Yeah. If you've ever seen Return of the Jedi and that scene where they were on Jabba's, uh, the, the sail barge. Yeah. Not Jabba's, but where Luke was, the guy who was poking Luke with a stick to try and make him that crusty red-looking dude. Yeah. That's a weak way. 
Now, we, I mean, not, they have lots of different relatives, the Weequay. I mean, they're kind of distant cousins of the Sade. <laughs> um, and the Gandhi. Yeah. Uh, Gandhi? <laughs> the Kanye. Yeah. There's a Kanye group of people that they're related to. But, you don't um, say. Yes. I know I don't say. Do you say? I, I say they all came from say? Kid and Play. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so no, the Weequay people, that, that is what they are. So if that helps you visualize it even better, if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, Rebels TV, he's kind of a spiky looking gentleman. So yeah, I can understand why this guy has to smuggle so much contraband because his dental insurance has to be skyrocketed. I mean, you know, got teeth coming out of his mandible. That's got to yeah. be, be fun if you're his dentist, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to get your wisdom jowls taken Exactly. Out. <laughs> you got a cavity in your mandible. We got to figure out how to do this. I like how his mandible masticates. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Man, how are you going to edit that? That sounded like it should be edited, but... <laughs> yeah, cool. I don't yeah. know how you do that. It's science, man. What do you expect? How, speaking of which, how's your crown? <laughs> it's, like saying, it's like saying coitus. Well, what? I'm sorry. How's your, how's your crown? <laughs> well, the crown's fine. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I've noticed you still shortened Lee's intro, so I didn't know if the listeners had spoken or... Uh... No, they don't mind. They don't mind the reduced... At least I only spoke to Kirk, so... Oh, okay. He's a, you know, he didn't mind, the, the, but nobody seems to care either way. <laughs> much oh, wow. like Much like booking a vacation to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> You know, very smooth. Maybe the common theme is Lee. Lee, does the loss of the nicknames hurt you? No, only on a personal level. Oh, not on okay. a business level. So, oh, yeah. good, uh, good. I'll get over it. All right. Well, well I'm, glad. I'm glad to hear that. He just wants to be called Johnny Salabi again. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got called that last night. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> all right. So hidden in the streets of the Black Spire outpost is the Millennium Falcon. There is an actual life-size Millennium Falcon that you're going to stumble across while walking around Black Spire outpost. It's going to be parked facing outward with its engines flanking a curved loading deck that's embedded into a mountainside, which is the actual framework of the Black Spire outpost itself. So inside that mountain is a shipping operation where guests wait online to board the Millennium Falcon as a freelance smuggler working for Onaka Transport Systems. And uh, Onaka Transport Systems is actually a a subsidiary of the Nakatomi Corporation (laughs) run by Mr. Takagi. Mm, yeah, I get it. <laughs> That's right. He's making his buddy sitting on the beach, making twenty percent. <laughs> so yes, you get. <laughs> that is what you're there to do. You're there to work for Onaka Transport Solutions. OTS. Okay. Yes, I feel the job stability. All I, I don't know how do you how do you stumble across the Millennium Falcon? That's like stumbling across the the Statue of Liberty. I mean. That- Big. No, it's, it's pretty hidden, actually. They say you kind of kind of have to, it's kind of whining to, to find it. it it's kind of hidden within the streets of Black Spire Outpost. But, like, think about when you when you arrive at the Animal Kingdom and you're walking through the gates. You don't see the tree of life until they want you to. That's true. Yeah, you walk through the oasis. Yeah, you, you walk through the whole big. oasis. You go through the ticket booth. You will not see the tree of life until you. It's the best reveal of a park icon. Oh, yeah. I think so. Period. I think it's pretty good. I like that. All right. So getting on board the Falcon, and I don't know what the uh, 401k or the benefits are of working at Onaka Transport Solutions <laughs> are, so you may want to look into that, E. Maybe Dr. Mahookan could look into that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe it's so. possible. So getting on board the Falcon. So let's take you through the queue. 
So the line's going to start at ground level, curving back along the Falcon, okay. where you'll be able to go ahead and get a look close up from a ground level perspective of, I guess, like the bottom looking up to the Millennium Falcon. Okay. From there, you're going to climb a set of stairs that's going to lead you up to a catwalk, which circles around a mechanic shop, which will give guests a view of the other ships and engine that are under repair in, in the mechanic shop. I, I imagine it's kind of like when you go to uh, Star Tours. Star Tours, I about to say, yeah. Yeah, and you can look down, you can see the robots working on different things. And I can make my little turn on the catwalk. Your little turn <laughs> on the catwalk. I'm so sexy. <laughs> You with your, you yeah, your no butt. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, where's this star twerking now? Now you just hyping up everybody. They want to see it. I, I like that. That's a, that's a cool uh, That's a cool setup. Yeah, yeah so you get to be that detailed. close and you can look up and there's a falcon, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to know that. I mean, because I mean, this is just starting your journey. It's nice to know that they're already giving you something to really kind of stare at and take in for a while because you're going to be there for a bit. For a long time. Right. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I, was just, I really thought you were going to say the line is going to start... Uh, well, at the bus stop, but <laughs> <laughs> leading into the park. But I mean, yeah, it, it, it's interesting that it, you're going to see all these little details. That's going to be a cool. I mean, you, you can already envision it because you know how Disney's going to do it, and it's going to be very immersive. So yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. Yeah. All right. So along the walls are going to be picture windows that will periodically give guests a view of the top of the Millennium Falcon in the town of Black Spire Outpost. Now, I believe that these are going to be picture windows. Like, you know, it's like a basically one big giant TV screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's going to be like you're going to be looking like out bay and you're going to be seeing kind of thing, yeah. it. Because it said that during the refurb that the Millennium Falcon is undergoing, visitors might even occasionally see a familiar walking carpet on the rooftop or crouching beneath the undercarriage to supervise the renovation. Do you think it'll, it'll be a, a cast member or do you think it's going to be like an animatronic? No, it's, I think it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be like a TV window. You're looking through a picture window. Oh, okay. okay You're going to be looking out there and they're going to have something filmed and it's going to look like uh, Chewbacca. And Dor- because, I mean, yeah, you can't have that happening in real life, but as you're waiting in line and you're looking out to where you know that the Millennium <laughs> Falcon would be, but you're yeah. looking through a window, they can make anything happen. I'm just thinking about that. Yeah, like there's an actual like there's an actual actor the Chewbacca outfit. You see him just pass out because he's so hot in the suit. Yeah, the 99 degree <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wookie Daddy down, Wookie down. <laughs> code W, Code W. Yeah, Code W. No, I was gonna say I envision these windows kind of be like on the with the, the technology they have on the cruise ship because the inside staterooms don't have a window, right? But they have a port window. That televises, you know, the water outside of the boat, but also on that uh, that live footage you have superimposed. You know what? It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, the Nemo friends at Living Seas. Yeah, absolutely. you know, when you're looking into the tank, but they also have the cartoon images, the animation like, projected onto it. Mm-hmm. So I envision it something like that. That would be cool. Yeah. So moving on. All right. So you get to see Chewie working on the Falcon. As you head back into the depths of the shipping center, you're going to be able to use the Disney Play app. It's on your phone because, let's face it, you're going to be on your phone the entire time. And it's going to allow you to scan the shipping crates that are all around. And when you scan them, it's going to reveal the true contents of what Hondo Anaka is trying to send around the galaxy. Right. And so, again, slight spoiler alert here, guys. 
Hondo's not shipping moon rocks. <laughs> he's shipping more teeth to put in his job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, he is. Um, he's running blasters to help the resistance. Ah, so he's not all bad. He's not all bad. He's not all bad. He's trying to help the resistance by shipping them blasters that they so desperately need. Uh, but he's going to make some money off of them. Such he, a nice arms dealer. He's yes. loyal to the highest bidder. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what you call a win-win. Yes, absolutely. So next, you're going to enter the control room, and standing on the bridge, waiting to greet you with his sales pitch, is a full-size Hondo Anaka animatronic. That's oh, that's awesome, yeah. yeah. And he's going to kind of persuade you to help him in his mission. Um, he's We all know he's a smuggler going into this, but as he'd prefer to be known, he'd, he'd rather be known as a shipping and logistics coordinator. I like that. He got good human resources skills. This dude thinks he works at UPS or something <laughs> it's like the tony soprano i'm a, a waste management consultant thing <laughs> he deals with colombian coffee yeah. <laughs> so that is his technical job title for uh what is it onaka transport solutions OTS. he is a shipping and logistics coordinator not a smuggler and the figure is going to be a state-of-an-art animatronic with dialogue delivered in his signature russian caribbean accent by winnie the pooh voice actor jim cummings who performed Hondo on the animated Star Wars shows. And this guy is really good. I mean, of all the voice artists that we could have on the show, I mean, he'd be one right up there. Because, I mean, you can't even tell, like, from Tigger to Hondo to Tar Darkwing Duck to Wing the... I mean, you can't tell it's even the same voice. You can't even tell it's the same guy. So it's a very, very talented uh, voice actor. Jim Cum Cummings is going to be the one who brings Hondo to life. Now, if the Resistance gets these supplies, Hondo's going to be a very rich... Weequayan. Is it Weequayan? 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 Whatever you... Weequan. Weequan. Oh, he, he, he wants the quan. He wants the quan. Who wants the quan? Do the quan. Doesn't. Um, he's going to be very rich, and we also stand to get a share of the profits if our mission is successful. Woo! And Hondo promises that he we're going to split 90-10. Oh, we get that. He get ten. Carry the carry, carry the, one, the one minus a ten, <laughs> and it'll somehow all work out in the end. <laughs> That's cool. I think he needs money for lotion, so I mean, help. The Bob Iger mask. <laughs> those, <laughs> those dentist bills aren't cheap. Maybe yeah. like, maybe if you're successful, they refund you the cost of your fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's incentive, actually. That's good. While Hondo assesses the room full of would-be smugglers, his assistant, the grubby astromech droid uh, R528, which is one of those old conehead R2-D2 units. Oh, those really skinny ones? Yeah, the one that broke down, okay. that when, which made him buy R2 in the first one. Okay. They summon the Falcon, or he summons the Falcon, I should say, or it summons, it, is, it, is there a he or she on droids? It summons the Falcon. It's it is, binary, yeah. binary. Yes, yes. Non-binary. It's either zero or what? Gotcha. Yeah. In the windows behind Hondo, which are actually, again, a video screen, mm. you're going to see the Falcon rise up from its place in the courtyard. Oh, of course the Falcons would rise up. Oh, yeah. Rise up, Cameron. What? <laughs> Rock this place to the ground. <laughs> Keep going? Keep going. <laughs> rock on, Lee. Rock on. Oh, man. Rock on. Rock, rock on. on. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Well, you had a strip club last night or something? Eli, why aren't you holding up the lighter I just gave you? <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. I was I was too caught up in the moment. Rock of Ages. Right. Yeah. Pour some sugar promen. Rock of Ages. <laughs> Keep on rolling. Hondo smuggling. Oh. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no worries. Okay, so. That was the so first the Falcons lead. rise up and once again. rising up. And right. they just 
Rise it up. They lose in the Super Bowl, and that's okay. Back on the street. Yeah. Uh-huh. Didn't lower down to the chances. interior docking bay. <laughs> that's right. Fix it, engines. Make yes. things work all day. So now, uh, obviously, the the real Falcon has not moved. You're you're now lo- loading into uh, the show building. Spoilers, uh, as you would say. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> so the mission itself. The mission. What do the, we do? We're yes. on a mission. What do we do? All right. So after consulting with Hondo, we're led onto our jet bridge. We're going into the Falcon, and where we're going to be let out in is the Falcon's chest room. Where C-3PO once wisely advised, let the Wookiee win. At least it's not let the Wookiee watch. <laughs> let the Wookiee watch. watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's another old reference. I don't know what I'll get, but... Uh, at this point, guests have already been assigned a flight group and a number. So Hondo needs, as we said before, Hondo and Chewie need two pilots, two gunners, two flight engineers for each run. An operator will call out the number of each guest when it is time for takeoff. In the meantime, you are free to roam around the cabin to explore the ship and take pictures and interact with all the little different things you're going to find in the Falcon. Now serving flight group number 63. Wait, yeah, so it's like a lottery pick or something? Flight group number 63, please report well, to gate A. Yeah, okay. So we all have to say... It's like, again, eight. mission space. They're going to choose who gets what, and yeah. you're going to go ahead and... What's a, it's like a it's like a Q-less waiting room mm-hmm. where you get to explore the Millennium Falcon. The, the Universal did the same thing with Jimmy Fallon's uh, New York City run, whatever they call it. Okay. Uh, where they have like you know you you get assigned to a group and then you kind of w- allow it to kind of venture around and kind of look around, uh, almost kind of like the Dumbo thing, but not really. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit more modern, and, and then once your flight group gets called, kind of like what I I just spoofed, you know, flight group number eighty-seven, please report to gate B, you know, <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff, you know. So that's how you're going to get called. So that gives you ample time to explore the Falcon, at least in that part of the Falcon, right? Before your mission to go, because okay. everybody's on a different mission, right? Yeah. You're, Everybody's got stuff to smuggle. You're not going to do it in one big fell swoop because if something gets caught, then there goes all your entire shipment. So, of course, Hondo's smart. He's going to send it off in a bunch of different little shipments uh, to where, you know, if he loses one, it's no big deal so long as the other five, ten million that get through get to the resistance and he makes his money. Ah, right? uh, so it's got that actual Star Wars experience. We all hang it out and boom, it's time to go. And Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it kind of reminds me of like when you're stuck there waiting for Bugs Life and you're outside and you're roaming around and, and you're waiting for the theater doors to open kind of thing. Or Phil Her Magic's kind of the same way, except here now you get to explore an area that you really want to see. Yeah, and then okay. when your group gets called, then you get your your red set to take off. Yeah, it's a really good touch. Yeah, I was gonna say because it's sounded like a po' boy shop around my neighborhood. You just get the ticket and then you just walk around waiting for your sandwich to be made until finally they call your number to get the roast beef po' boy with shrimp on it. Wait, roast beef and shrimp? Yeah, it's New Orleans. You get anything you want on a po' boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you want to pay for it. These nuts? <laughs> that costs you extra two ninety five, but All there right. you go. Yep. You get some black spy on it if you want. But yeah, boiling down, that's exactly what it is, Eli. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that though, because yeah, you, you don't I guess you don't feel as forced to kinda like uh be in the Q experience. You could just kinda soak it all in. Well, for some people, this is going to be what they really added. They could care less about playing the little video game aspect of it. They just want a picture of them sitting at the chess table, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or, sure. or, you know, uh, what you call it. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is. Maybe Luke's little thing that flies around and shoots at him. Maybe you can yeah. see that in there, a little blaster helmet, that kind of stuff. I mean, just interacting with these props. But anyway, okay, I digress. So now we're ready for a mission. So it's time to buckle up. Buckle up. 
The Smuggler's Run ride puts guests in control of the ship and what happens on the mission. Pilots will have to avoid obstacles. Gunners will have to shoot down TIE fighters. As the ship takes on damage, the flight engineers seated in the back will have to push buttons to extinguish fires or redirect power. How you perform will determine your reputation as a smuggler in the outpost. Now, the actual mission itself, it's not operational yet, but concept art depicts a falcon flying through a cavernous cistern with a giant tentacled beast lashing out from within the tubes, keeping the interior lake filled. So we know we're going to run into monsters. We know we're going to run into TIE fighters. We know we're going to run into all kinds of things on our mission. I'm not scared of monsters. Yeah, scared scared of monsters. Of no yeah there's always a bigger monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they just want to make you laugh these days. They're not trying to scare you anymore. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It gives them energy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because they terrify you with the bill that you pay to go out there. So Bosch is not a bad thing. When the flight is over and you return to Batu, you land in the same town square, then tr- descend into the basement of the shipping center for an exit on the outside. There you'll see the Falcon parked right there oh where you left it. Oh my God, magic of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That's the scary part, the shopping center. That's the part. I'm terrified. Why are you terrified? You need a souvenir, that that a wonderful experience. You need to. You think they're not going to give you a chance to build your own lightsaber again? Do right. I get some of my credits from the, from the flight I just smuggled? Do I get my 10%? To put towards the the shopping center experience. Well, it depends. How'd you do? I'll do pretty good if I if I know this is what's at stake. Need some incentive. Don't don't forget. You, you know sh- I'm gonna get a shirt. I mean I'm gonna get something. I, it's I, a ninety ten split, and they're carrying the ten over, so you know it, it all works out. It all works yeah, out. Yeah. 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 What if you yeah. could actually accidentally shoot your own ship? Oh God, kind of like a Last Crusade kind of thing. Oh, uh, I can't imagine. <laughs> Damn it, Eli, what happened? Oh, no, the ship went over there. I didn't see it. They'd be like, oh, they got us. <laughs> 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 Game over. That's exciting. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I that, think that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be definitely a lot Well, they got a lot riding on this. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to talk about the next attraction. We'll take a quick pause. You hear from this guy right here. Hey, Moeekins, it's Lee, your friendly neighborhood travel agent. In addition to making all your Disney dreams come true, keep in mind I can always book you anywhere you want to go. I book Royal Caribbean, Sandals, Beaches, Secrets. You want to go to Hawaii, you want to go to Mexico, just about anywhere you want to go, we can make that happen. And if you're planning that perfect Disney vacation, you're going to be dealing with the Disney Platinum Level Earmark Agency. So give me a call at 832-570-5490. Email me at lee at magicarway.com. As always, please check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Thank you and have a magical day. Wow, was that Def Leppard, Lee? Did you get them to play that just for you? Yeah, that and um, Smuggler's Blues right behind it. So, <laughs> well, turn it up, man. <laughs> Is that Freedom Rock? Turn it up. Turn it up, man. <laughs> So, like, if, if my wife and I are looking to book a trip to Temptation Island, how much would that be? Ooh. <laughs> Temptation Island. <laughs> <laughs> Only, like, sandals and secrets. This, and I was like, this is gonna, all it's going to cost you is your, is your marriage. That's all. Oh, <laughs> not they both going up there. It only costs 50. Half. <laughs> half. 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 Car- Care the one and, and minus 10%. It'll all work out in court. That's right. Indeed. All right. Well, guys, we want to talk about the rise of the resistance. This is the attraction you're not going to get to see for a little while, but allow us to whet your appetite. Oh, this is like weird torture. Yes, it is. This is what really sucks. Yes. And because especially because the Taunton is one of the most advanced and immersive experiences ever undertaken right by the Walt Disney Imagineering team. It's Sounds like getting a preview of the movies right. just not coming. You don't know what is coming out yet. Like, uh. exactly. 
Well, let me tell you what's going to be up. You ready? Up? All right. As new resistance recruits, right? We're on the good side. Apparently. Rise it up. Guests will join a climactic battle against the First Order, including a run-in with Kylo Ren. Of course, you're going to run in that dude. Oh, you no. Know? Is he going to do the weird FaceTime thing again with no shirt? I can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Kylo, please take off your shirt randomly. <laughs> I do. You have a run-in with him, with him every night. You close your eyes and go to sleep. <laughs> He's like, star twerk, boy. I'm like, no, I ain't doing it. Hello. <laughs> well, Eli, you can see his shirtless body uh, inside a full-size starship and aboard a near, nearby star destroyer. All so right. you'll have two, two, count them, two Ooh. spaceships in which to view his pasty body. Ah, oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did I whet your appetite yet? There you go, boy. <laughs> But anyway, guys, so a little <laughs> more background, just tied into the background. The stories of Galaxy's Edge is the resistance of the First Order happen to be both visiting the Black Spire outpost with the Black Trees in search of something. Uh, maybe the Episode 9 will tell us exactly what uh, they're searching for. But anyway, uh, the resistance is there late. They got set up only a week ago. So if they had to split, they can easily do so quickly. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's that whole thing. They're not invested. Right. Right. They so, packed a toothbrush. And, and, a, a, and a change of clothes, right? Sorry, I gotta go. I got an early flight. <laughs> you like don't need to stay and take you to breakfast, but I can't. I can't. I still love you, though. Well, <laughs> to further whet your appetite, uh, well, let's talk about the queue. Well, what you're gonna expect when you uh, stand in line for like five hours. Um, so the wait line begins beneath a mobile cannon turret, non-firing, of course, which forms an archway to a path leading to an ancient alien ruins carved into the rocky cliffs on the planet Batuu. That's my favorite part of the movie, where Rocky goes up to the cliff and goes, Batuu! <laughs> <laughs> In those cliffs, you got to choose wisely. But anyway. Um, <laughs> the ground is hardened mud, but it's technically concrete. So don't worry, you're not going to get your shoes stuck in it. You know, it's good. It's Disney magic, whatever, but it looks like mud. Sure. Uh, th this is where you can see the footprints of the resistance soldiers and the tracks of an R2 astromech droid. And just a little side, it's actually the R2 Astromech, R2-D2, for real. The Imagineers got to access mm -hmm. uh, the original R2-D2 and took rubbings of his feet. They rubbed his feet. Wow. Oh, that's service. Normally, you got you to gotta tip extra for that. Right. I think they did. How much extra <laughs> oil you had to put in there to get that service? <laughs> All right. Y'all haggle off it. <laughs> I was trying to speak joy, but I, I didn't, that didn't work. All right. I think I just sent them... You know, measurements for Playboy like the month. Messages, something like that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So they took rubbings of his feet and then, or her feet. I don't know, or bi non-binary feet. Yeah, just and they digitized those treads and turned them into three wheels on a little trolley, so that R two D two could leave his mark. That's Isn't that pretty, pretty cool? cool? That's pretty yeah, cool. That's, that's awesome. very cool. That's kind of like when you see the bird prints over at Wilderness Lodge when you're walking up to it. You know, they got all the little animal prints and stuff. It's kind of cool. It's like seeing a celebrity's uh, handprints over at the uh, Chinese theater. Yes, yes, yes. But in more places than one. <laughs> so it'd be great. So anyway, the R2 tracks continue down this curving tree-lined path until we arrive at the caves. Inside the carved Pueblo-like living spaces of the ancient Batuans. A Batuan. Batuans? Batuan. Ah. The line of would-be <laughs> resistance volunteers passes an animated gonk droid, uh, which basically is a walking battery-powered, uh, walking battery, which powers the lights and communications gear. Uh, throughout the line, guests will pick up on transmissions that hint of an encroaching First Order Legion. And you know, it's funny, when I first read that, uh, an article referring to the gonk droid, I first read that as a gronk droid. Oh, really? Yeah, and I thought that, and in my mind, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of neat, you know? Uh, he's not actually gronk, but it's a droid that looks like gronk. And uh, he does kind of things like wrong lemma. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the, and so he know. helps out Yzma on his. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
or Kylo in this case. Oh yeah, well like that. Or, or maybe he plays for the Patriots and scores touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. Spike the battery. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so the line winds through a cave with a dry aqueduct and then weaves through an ancient worship site. However, the little alcoves in the wall are missing the sacred objects they once held. Indiana Jones comes up, and we say it's a stone with three <laughs> yeah. lines. Please, Sivalinga, mm-hmm. but you know, save, save us, you know, Siva, Sivala, Sivalinga. Please say, bring the stone back to us. You know, <laughs> darkness, the, darkness, come over. Only the painted man to all to Batuans, and please, you know, bring it. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> the stones light on fire. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. <laughs> But I've crossed Only my streams. Only if you betray Shiva. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, you don't betray Shiva, man. Come on. That's true. That's just Molaram Solaram. Come on, man. You, you right. never look at the Ark. That's right. You never go full Ark. <laughs> never stare straight up. Only one stone, man. Now all three. <laughs> all three is just too much. Yeah, you can't remain <laughs> three stones. That's too much. You can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> now we're really crossing the streams, man. <laughs> But anyway, guys, so like nearby is a mysterious room and there's numerous archways in the stone sealed shut with similar smooth rocks with three lines. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so we have the resistance command center is what you get to see next. The resistance isn't very careful with ancient archaeology sites that they use laser torches to carve open the ruins to create wider space for their blaster arsenal and flight equipment. You got to open that up. Let them know you've been there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. Yeah, bang the sides a little bit. You're good to go. Right, exactly. Open it up. As you enter the heart of the Resistance Command, (laughs) a familiar droid appears, BB-8. He comes bearing a hologram of Daisy Ridley as Ray, because who else would play Ray? So Ray tells us that visitors have to board the transport soon for a mission led by Poe Dameron. You're, you're hanging with Poe Dameron. Oh, we in trouble. Yes. So from there, a bay door open. But he's the greatest shooter, you know, fighter pilot. I, I galaxy, what I've seen of these past well, few movies. You Han died. Solo died. Yeah, I guess so. You died around Poe. <laughs> That's why his X-Wing's black, right? It's always in mourning. <laughs> oh. It's always in mourning. No, because he, he, every time he's on a mission, people die. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Help me, Scotty. I'm going to die. Help me, Poe. I'm going to die. <laughs> anyway, look. You continue on, and the bay door opens up. Because you got to let them know you're in there. Mm-hmm. And guests are hustled out past Dameron's signature black X-Wing. So we get to see his X-Wing, it seems like. All right. And into the cargo bay of a transport flown by another well-known Star Wars figure, Nyin-Yum. Yeah. Nyin-Yum. 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 Yeah, I'm going to He's the pancake face. He's Lando's buddy in the Millennium Falcon and Return of the Jedi. Yes, he is. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's that dude. Yeah, I was going to say, he could do some mean <laughs> dialogue, right? Like, you just trusted he knew what he was doing. And like, do we have He's like, blah, 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 blah. like, okay, I trust him. I don't know what he's saying, but I'm sure he could fly the ship. Was it any different than when Chewie talked? <laughs> well, at least Chewie's got like like one syllable, so it's kind of like, all right, depends on the inflection. But yeah, this guy, he's just talking to you like he had too much coffee that oh, day. Oh, he had inflection. You did? Oh, yeah, that numb inflection? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, oh well, I was dumb listening to it because I numb, The numb, uh, they're known for their inflection. Numb, numb? Numb, numb? Yeah. Well, you know, he's going to be numb. <laughs> He's going to be barking at his passengers. He's going to be barking at you guys, and his jowls are going to be flapping like a stack of pancakes. Oh, boy. That? Somebody call IHOP. Somebody stole their pancakes. Take my money right there. That's yeah, right. Yes, That's what I want. absolutely. That's a combo. As an aside, they for the voice for him, they, 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 the Imagineers hired Kenyan actor Kipsack Rotich. Kipsack? Kipsack. <laughs> Did you say Kipsack? Kipsang. 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 Rotich. Kipsack. Kip Kip <laughs> ball sack, you know. Like that. I'm sorry. He's tough to get. He's no. tough Keep to get. saying, keep saying, Rosatch. <laughs> Wait, what? 
Rootsnatch. Snatch. Road snatch? <laughs> what? Oh, dang it. This Asante Sana. Quaharini. <laughs> they hired Kenyan actor Asante Sana Quaharini. There we go. He, sp- he spoke the dialogue for the character in his native Kelenjin and Kikukyu languages in both Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Wait. So it's that. Blah, 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 Kikukyu. So you're in the transport, right? And so when you take off, uh, the transport doors close and visitors, of course, watch on monitors as they're cleared for takeoff. Kind of like Starforge, you know. The ship rises. Isaac emerges. Who's Isaac? Isaac? Love boat. You said Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. There is, a, yeah, a bar within right there. there and uh, Isaac shows up and there he has a martini shaker. Come on board. He points at you. Come on the day we smuggle <laughs> He's like, I had this pancake guy's face drinking. He's tough to understand, but that's Hoping what we do. Hoping we don't see Kylo Ren on the way. No, we don't want space time, man, because he's just too pasty to talk. <laughs> Please leave your shirt on. My <laughs> God, leave your shirt on. <laughs> I should have caught that. Yeah, I, I probably left that in as Isaac, uh, as an Isker Isaac, Poe Dameron. We're still talking about Poe Dameron. We're still talking about Poe Dameron. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to say, yes. So Poe Dameron emerges. <laughs> yeah, so Poe Dameron emerges from the control center and climbs into his X-Wing, of course, continuing to communicate with them, and your ship... As you all lift off into space. Sounds fun. Before long, the convoy, of course, something goes wrong, right? The convoy is intercepted by the First Order Star Destroyer. Poe can't fight it off on his own, so he has to retreat, promising to bring back help. See, I have no confidence. I mean, like, where are you going? Yeah, see, I got no confidence in this man whatsoever. That is like, you can send a distress call. I mean, like, you got to leave us, too? Yeah. Like, peace out. That's like where you play basketball. The guy say, I got something for you. And he go to the trunk of his car. Poe's like the guy that's like, he already jumped over the fence before the guy comes out with the Uzi out the back. You know, like, help us out, Poe. And you know what? I think I heard you say you put in a vote of no confidence and Poe Dameron is our leader. I will second that vote. I have no confidence. Yeah. Don't don't get me started. Vote of no confidence. Yeah. You never heard Porkin say, oh, I'm sorry. I got to go back. (laughs) (laughs) A little odd number here. He's almost there. (laughs) I I left my phone charger at home. I'm going to go get that really quick. No. Yeah. So I don't think that, uh, I don't think that's right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not a big fan of what uh, Poe's doing That's weak, here. right, yeah. though? I mean, like, I can see if something happened. The, sh- the, the ship blew up. He got hurt. He's like, hey, I need help. You got to take this. Like, I kind of feel that. But, yeah, I don't feel the heroicness no. of this gentleman. I mean, you can't really you can't really blame him. You can't? I can. I, mean, I can. No, I mean, he's a, he's a Poe boy from a Poe family. I mean, <laughs> he's a Poe boy from what a choice does he have? <laughs> <laughs> oh that is terrible uh, well i get yeah you know i guess he makes poor choices i understand what you're saying so he's just a poor boy from a poor family spare him his life yeah from this first monstrosity. order first monstrosity. order of monstrosity you know yes. what though you know michael evans was a poor boy from a poor family he still made somebody self i mean i would follow michael evans before i follow poor damn at this point at least he would do something for the ship. I'd follow the Duke boys because they're just a good old boy. There you go. <laughs> they never mean it no harm. No. 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 Wouldn't leave you hanging in trouble with the space first order. So look, Poe splits, right? And yeah, guess what okay. happens? Guess what happens to us just floating there in We're about to die. We're about to die, Poe. No, we, we get pulled in a tractor beam. Oh, that's never good. Star Wars. You know, we get in a tractor beam. We can't pull away from it. Uh, we get pulled into the Star Destroyer. And when the doors open up, guests are standing in... A giant auditorium-sized First Order hangar, kind of oh. like what you've seen in the movies, yep. filled with scores of stormtroopers and hung... T- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
and hung I read that as stormtroopers. That's a scary ship. That is going to be a scary first order right there. Right in your face, neck, your chest. I'm sorry. I was totally going to skip the whiff. Boy, put that on your track to be, baby. That's the funniest joke that no one knows what we're laughing at. Oh, I stopped because I was like, oh, I forgot. I'm about to forget the whiff. And unless you have a straight face. I want to say stormtroopers and hung typhi. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you have the document in front of you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> it, it what it reads is that uh, filled with scores of stormtroopers and hung with Tie Fighters along the walls, and Kevin is thinking of all these hung Tie Fighters. Yes. <laughs> it's rated stormtroopers. I was like, well, okay, so I feel inferior. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got big guns. What do you want, man? They got the you cannot lie of anybody. You cannot lie, huh? <laughs> no, they got big guns and cannot lie. They cannot lie. <laughs> They'll shoot it right in your eye. So anyway, you're gonna you're gonna see all of that. Yeah. All up in your face. All in there. All in your face. You, can't, you can't stop. It's like you can't, you don't want to look, but you can't stop looking. Well, it's gonna, they're going to make you look at them. No wonder it's been delayed until That's after those kids are out of school. <laughs> <laughs> all that extra CGI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anyway, the stormtroopers <laughs> will be animatronic, and they'll have slight movements suggesting that they're alive, but they'll also be slightly smaller than visitors realize to create the illusion that the hangar, which is truly massive, is even bigger, of course, is that traditional Disney Force perspective. So yes. maybe the TIE fighters aren't as hung as we perceive to be. Yes. No. It's, it's all a trick <laughs> of the light. Yes. <laughs> it's lighting, it's special effects, and it's mirrors, right? They yeah. would leave you very unsatisfied. I'm a shower, not a grower. <laughs> shower, not a grower. Hmm. Does that count as a new nickname? <laughs> What's that? Shower the grower? Lee, yeah. Lee the shower, not the grower. I can write Masa it down. Vika. The shower, not the grower. All right. All right. Go so ahead, anyway, yeah. So the first several officers, which are Disney ride operators, are going to be shuffling you along, kind of like, you know, the stormtroopers in Hollywood Studios says, move along, move along, whatever. And they throw whatever kind of obscenities at you. Yeah, rebel scum, scum, rebel scum, scum, whatever, whatever they want to be. So you get into the inter- interrogation room. You know, From there, the visitors are hustled into this room, similar to the one where Kylo Ren once tortured Poe Dameron. You don't stay here long, but soon you learn something valuable that the Resistance will need to fight the First Order, and once you get broken out of this cell, the real ride continues. Once you flee the interrogation room, you board a trackless cart, which would be great. I'm curious to see how that, how that ride system goes. Me too. You'll board a trackless car that will guide you through the rest of the ride, gliding through one hangar that contains two towering AT-ATs, or AT-ATs, as some people like to call it, uh, and eventually bring you to bring you face to mask with Kylo Ren. So he's going to be dressed. But without a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just wearing the mask like you caught me. <laughs> he's going to be like, you just got out of the shower. He's, he's wearing, a, face, yeah. he's wearing yeah. a towel around it, but he's got his helmet on. It's like would a you... guy with bow tie and chaps, but you get the mask and, and pants. That's it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> would you ride me? I'd ride me. <laughs> so um, exactly how he and Finn appear in the ride is still under wraps, but the Imagineers confirm that both Driver and Boyega are involved in bringing the characters to life. So that should right, be fun. That's cool. And Boyega being Finn, obviously. Yes, right? yes, that would be Finn. Um, it's un- unclear how the ride will conclude, but it's safe to assume, maybe that's why it's delayed, but, but it's safe to assume <laughs> that it ends up returning you to Black Spire Outpost, most likely near the wreckage of a giant starship where scrap merchant Savi, the local secret lightsaber builder, is recovering materials, and chances are you'll go into a shop where you can build another lightsaber for you to purchase. 
What? Yeah, that's yeah. smart we don't know merchandising. End, but there's probably going to be something you can buy there. Well, uh, we don't know how it's going to end, but it's definitely going to end in you spending money somehow. Bantha fodder, get your bantha fodder right here. <laughs> <laughs> But here's a cool thing, guys. Everything I just read, yeah. um, Disney Parks officials won't say exactly how long the ride was going to last, but they say it's not the 28 minutes that has been rumored online. They frontin' 28 minutes, but they're probably shorter. Can I tell you what? 28 minutes would make most women happy. <laughs> yeah, especially if there's hog stormtroopers out there. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I can only aspire to 28 minutes. Ah, oh, you know, you just got to get some vodka. You'd be all right. No, but- this kind of makes sense, though. As far as the delay of time, if they have to get the actual actors work around their schedules while they're filming, I'm sure. So I could kind of see that. Yeah, this could be exciting. Could be exciting. Looking forward to that. Once it ever comes online, which hopefully will be by the end of this year. Who it knows? still we'll makes these heroes look like crap, though, in my opinion. I mean. What do you mean? Like how they're portrayed? Yeah. Like they always run it. And I, I'm not going to talk about the movie and stuff, but it's just like, yeah, even in the ride, they can't be hard. Like that, you know, they can't be tough. They can't, you know. They can't help you out with your battle. Well, but you need there to be some back and forth there. I mean, you can't have it to where you're just conquering the first order right off the right off the gate. I know, but the guy's like, look, I see y'all late. I'm gone. I Make gotta sure go you watch Jeopardy on cable. Good luck. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Poe fan. He, he he's like a poor <laughs> substitute for uh, uh He's a, a Poe substitute? Poe substitute for Han Solo. Poe Solo. Poe Solo. Right. No, no, no Solo. Cool. So yeah, that's that particular attraction. So, guys, yeah, we talked about probably the two uh, biggest attractions that are coming to Galaxy's Edge. And so for next week's show, we're going to get into all the other lovely nitty gritty of what's coming to that land. We're going to be talking about the food and just uh, the food, especially. I love the, I love food. Uh, we're going to talk about that and all the merchandise stores and all the other little things that surround and support these two attractions. So it should be a lot of fun. Definitely check it out. So make sure you tune in next week for part two of our discussion of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that discussion of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and its uh, awesome backstories and two attractions that are soon to come online. Uh, MagicRWay.com is the way to go if you want to learn more about us. Uh, you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can get in touch with us through the following ways. You can shoot us an email at showupmagicarway.com. You can also leave us a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on our homepage, or you can call or text us at one 815 That is one 815 Mo weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun to do. Six six nine four two two six. That was the Erica Batu coming out of you. He laid that down. Yeah, he sure did. Slapped it. Slapped it. Make sure you put the auto tune in and post. <laughs> D page hits. Yeah, I, I never sound good without my auto tune. Yeah, we'll fix that. We'll yeah. do that. Absolutely. And of course, we got a couple guys who do things outside of the podcast. Eli does things with comics. Eli, tell them what you got going on, sir. Uh, yes, as always, thank you guys for listening to the show and supporting Uh As always, you go there and check out work I have for Project Gation Savages, Molly Be Damned, the link to this podcast so you never miss a beat. Instagram, you can find me there. Uh, Eli H. Ivory. So again, as long as you're a real person and not a BB88 or binary thing, we're all good. Uh, BB88? <laughs> Yeah, no bots. 88? <laughs> 88 BBs? What? I don't <laughs> You got 88 problems with BB ain't one. BB ain't one of them. I have 88 bots, actually. That don't print any one of them. <laughs> oh, there you go. 88 bots. And- yeah, that's how, that's how trouble gets started. But, Tell oh, them where okay. they find you. Yeah. 
So then you can find me at facebook.com slash Eli H. Ivory. Project Geisha has own Facebook page. Show facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Instagram, I can be found at EIV504. And as always, Twitter, I can be found at Hancock1066. So if you love the madness, I'll keep bringing the gladness. Thank you very much. And if you want to book a vacation to go see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming up this summer, you can do so through Lee. Lee, tell him how to do this. Well, if you want to see half of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge this summer. half. 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 Half, Eddie. Just uh, give me a call at 832-570-5490. That's 832-HUNG-FIGHTER. 832-HNG-FIT. HUNG-FIGHTER! HUNG-FIGHTER! <laughs> you can email me at lee at magicrway.com and always check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. If you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Batuvika! Bata. Bata. Buta. Bata. Batuvika. 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 And guys, if you want to support all of this, you can do so through the following ways. You can click on our affiliate links on our website, buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can also represent the Moeekin Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating and review in iTunes or wherever you download the show where there's Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play Music, etc. And remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network whose motto is we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And guys, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome in the Magic Army podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Mohegans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out! I have every intention... Of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Hondo Ohana. What'd you say? Hondo Ohana. Hondo Ohana. Ohana. Onaka. Ohana. Onaka. Oh. oh my God. Oh, you combine two? I see. Yeah. Hondo yeah. Ohana. That's so silly. <laughs> that was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, that, that, that's way above what we do here. The necessities of Mother Nature's recipe. Hey, guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh, man. Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. Hey, but do you, you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is a radio, online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good about it. You hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, ah, <laughs> give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, ah, get on, get up again. Oh, yeah. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and, and, and r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? Bada